So I walk out of the room after recording this podcast episode with Betsy Batista and my 13 year old son who I hadn't seen yet today sees me in the kitchen and says, mom, you sounded like a total fan girl on that podcast. And I said, really? Is that a bad thing? He said, during the intro, you're a fan girl. So I think that he thinks that's a bad thing, but you know what? I am a fangirl. I am a fan of Betsy Batista uh, as a friend, as a sister, as a deep, deep soul and expressive human on this planet. And so it is with obviously great enthusiasm that I invited her back to the podcast today. This is her second time on the podcast. We'll talk more about that. I'm having a few episodes here on human design because it recently lit up my life. And I really want to encourage you to check out the episode I did a couple weeks ago with Miranda Mitchell and then check this one out too. And my goal with both of these episodes is to introduce human design information that is accessible, but also it's not your average intro to human design interview. So we are integrating foundational pieces of how the system works with really high level information about how it can work for you. So it is my sincere hope, but also my belief that wherever you are on your human design journey, whether you're just getting started or diving in deep, that this episode is for you. And so I hope you enjoy it maybe more than my 13 year old would. Um, but you know, I make it for you. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Today's guest, Betsy Batista, is coming to the Sacred Remembering membership community on August 18th for a 7 p.m. Eastern event on quantum human design and resiliency, which we'll talk much more about in this episode. We're going to be talking about the resiliency keys, as you'll hear more about in this episode, and then we will be doing a tapping event that Betsy will be leading us through leading the group through. So she'll read the energy that evening and make it applicable to all. 
but this is your invitation to hop on over to sarahpoet.com and look at the membership, join the membership. If you are listening to this podcast, you know, if you're new to it, if you have been listening to it, everyone's welcome. And it is a space where we are able to share our (laughs) events, our real time, um, you know, navigation of this sacred remembering path. We have live scheduled monthly calls. We have three events that are reoccurring and then we have additional events. So in July, we did a um, mother daughter call and in August, we're doing this human design call and we'll be adding events as, um, as there's interest and, um, yeah, as, as there's enthusiasm. So it is so great to see you listening to this podcast and then venturing over there. I know that we are definitely at a time on this planet where we're tired of going in alone. Um, we are tired of pretending to have it all together and we are ready to dive deep into authenticity and realness and also to embrace our sacred remembering journeys and to embrace, um, those gifts that may be emerging in you. And so that is the place for it. Um, I'm also teaching a lot about sovereign energetics in there these days. So if you (laughs) want more of your energy to, you know, back, back to yourself and, um, are reclaiming energy from, you know, past relationships, past religions, past, um, you know, systems, um, we are really looking at the energetics, of sovereignty in there. Um, there's a woman who reached out to me on LinkedIn a few weeks ago and shared that, uh, and her work, which is all about advocating for systems change and advocating for women. Um, she thanked me for the episode that I had done on, um, like the orientation. I can't remember what the episode was called, but it was a few weeks ago. And, and I was talking about where we orient and whether or not we orient outside of ourselves or to ourselves into our own sovereign journey. And she was saying that she doesn't hear many people talking about the energetics of patriarchy and what it took from us and how to get it back. So it is my absolute pleasure to be bringing you that kind of information. And the sacred remembering membership is where we really get to interact with that. I have a library in there that I'm adding to pretty frequently. Um, it's built with plenty of resources, sovereignty meditations included, and then, um, all of the recordings for the community calls that we've done. There's always so much beautiful community alchemy in our, in our community calls because we are meeting together as women in authentic spaces. So, um, and, and then I'm adding to the events all the time and really passionate about, teaching sovereignty and teaching energetic sovereignty and teaching, um, you know, about 
<laughs> I could go on and on, but about quality relationships as well, because sovereignty isn't about just doing it independently. Um, we need one another. So we're coming into the truth of who we are. We're aligning to that truth and we are expanding the love in our hearts as well. So you can join me there at sarahpoet.com. I think there's um, a tab that says work with me, go to the membership. You can join today. You can try it out um, monthly for a couple of months and that will be wonderful to see you. Um, Stick around to the end of this episode because our guest today, who is going to be our guest in the Sacred Remembering membership, is also giving you a coupon code for a really generous discount um, on her sessions as well so that you can get this um, quantum alignment a human design reading for yourself and um, also be working on your own trauma resiliency with Betsy. So thanks for being here and here's the episode. Enjoy. Hey, Betsy, welcome back to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, friends, I'm here with my good friend, Betsy Batista, today. I'm going to read your bio in just a minute, but I do want to say that you were my first ever interview for the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I know, isn't that wild? I was looking back. I was like, wow, that was a while ago. (laughs) It was. It was 2019. And so Betsy is episode two. So I tell my story in episode one and then you're episode two. And um, we talked about awakening through hardship. I looked back at that title and I was like, Huh, would I change would I choose the same title now? You know, the hardship. <laughs> it's like <laughs> but you told the story of awakening through um discovering that you had cancer right after your first daughter was born. So yeah. Yeah. You shared your own sacred remembering story. Well, and it's funny because I also talked about how that led me to a whole awakening and then to where I well was then. And that role and that work and that experience has grown exponentially since then. So it's kind of cool to be like, wow, it just keeps, you know, expanding. Um, yes. I really wouldn't be here <laughs> if it hadn't right. been for that. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So everyone go back and listen to episode number two with Betsy. And then, yeah, look how far we've all come as um, today we're we're really going to dive into human design. And thank you for being here to talk about that. Um, let me let me read your bio because it's so important and impressive. Like if you're if I'm going to talk to human to anyone about human design, I'm I'm calling Betsy. So <laughs> All right. Bessie Batista is a healer, a storyteller, an intuitive, and a transformational guide for those on a path of awakening. She knows firsthand the importance of healing our past and integrating the lessons and wisdom that allow us to serve at the highest level. Betsy is a quantum human design specialist and a quantum alignment practitioner, and she currently works with Karen Curry Parker, who is the founder of quantum human design. That's, that's her trademark. As the executive director, Betsy serves as the executive director of the Quantum Alignment System, a unique system that blends quantum human design and energy psychology, EFT tapping, the emotional freedom technique, um, subtle body therapies, and coaching. It is Betsy's life mission to heal trauma on the planet, to reconnect people with their true authentic selves and to support the energy shift that will create a world of sustainable justice, equity, harmony, and peace. And I just want to add 
uh, a few things. Uh, Betsy is an incredible wife and mother and friend and just um, so heartfelt like in the world, you're just, you're paying attention to what's going on. You're looking at how we can make it all, you know, improve it, not all better, but you're looking at a a big scope and you're taking on, I feel like you're taking on a lot in this lifetime. And today we're going to talk about, (laughs) we're going to talk about purpose. We're going to talk about, you know, the, the things that we dive into, um, and, and why according to human design, but, um, I'm a huge fan. Thank you for being here. Well, it's mutual. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy also has this incredible propensity to remember human design charts. It's like, <laughs> we'll be having tea. And she's like, well, you're doing that because you have gate da da da. And I was like, how do you remember? How do you remember? And then she's like, that's okay. You can't remember because you have an open Ajna. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> well, technically I do too, but I, okay. I have... On our team, um, on Karen's team, we joke that sometimes I moonlight as someone with a defined Ajna because I have a certain gate placement in a certain place that like can sometimes masquerade as a, anyway, it doesn't as matter. a rememberer of all things. A rememberer of things, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then when I can't remember, I just blame my open Ajna and I'm like, I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you're incredible. So thank you for being here. And um, today we're going to talk about, you know, a lot of things. We, we talked about purpose and, you know, the quantum and the trauma and like, how do we get to purpose and what does human design have for us there? But I think I want to start um, with quantum because we said like quantum alignment system yeah. so many times in the bio. And so let's share with folks what what you're talking about there. Um, sure. That'd be great. And like how that's different from, you know, the original human design. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the original human design system was um, actually a channeled system by Ra Uruhu. And um, it was essentially downloaded in layers over a period of time. And I, I feel very lucky to actually, I happen to be related to Karen Gary Parker by marriage. She's married to my uncle. So that was just a stroke of luck on, on my part. Um, but I've also Destiny. been working, I know. <laughs> um, absolutely. And I've been working with her since 2018. Um, so I've kind of witnessed the evolution and her creation of the quantum human design system. And essentially what the difference is, is when Ra downloaded human design, um, he talked a lot about there's the higher self and what he called the not self, which is essentially the conditioned self or the places where we get away from the highest expression of the archetypes that live in our design. Um, Because every energy has a high expression, a low expression, a gift or a challenge, right? However you want to look at it. And we can be living from any aspect of those energetics at any given moment. And so his goal when he was, you know, channeling and and writing and transmitting the system was, according to him, to shatter the Mm not-self. And his own design was very interesting. Uh, He was a manifester. He had some energies in his design um, that were designed to be very like shocking. Um, So he, Mm -hmm. his goal was like, I'm going to shock you awake essentially. Mm -hmm. But I know that my first experience when I first discovered human design and the first thing I actually ever read about my design was my incarnation cross, which is a higher level um, description of like your purpose and your chart. And I was horrified. (laughs) 
I read this and I was like, oh my God, I'm doomed. This is terrible. Like, why did I even, this is awful. Like I'm going to have a horrible, hard life. And (laughs) it's just because the language that he uses can feel very uh, dark or low vibration sometimes, but it's because he's speaking to the not self. And Ra even said at some point, he believed that there should be an I Ching for the awakened soul but he died young and he never got around to writing it. And so essentially what Karen created is Mm. quantum higher vibration language Mm. for the human design system, because she has a, she studied and worked directly with Ra. She received his channeling directly. Um, So she, she has that direct connection to him and to the system. She actually said the first time she ever saw the chart, she felt like she just downloaded it. Like instantly. I just had got full chills. Yeah. Like she yeah. was totally meant she to just be recognize yeah. something. Yeah. No, this was meant yeah. to be for her. And so over her, because she's a, a manifesting generator and a generator type is here to essentially develop and achieve mastery through time over time and working with things. And so over the decades that she has worked with the system, she's really achieved and um, gotten to this is her kind of her body of mastery, right? With the system. Yeah. So she understand the roots and the intentions behind it, but the quantum aspect of it is of course, we all know words matter words create. Um, we have the power to conjure and to create and manifest through the energetics of how we speak out into the world, what we desire. And so the vibrational language of the system and how we're talking to and about ourselves matters. And so she created a higher vibrational language with which to speak to the energies in the chart. And that's essentially what quantum human design is. It's just a higher vibrational way of speaking to the higher self of looking at, okay, what is the template of what's possible for who we can be and what we came to live out? And it's, I think why so many people resonate with quantum human design, because they look at it and they're like, it's, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to look at and tell a story of who we can be. That is so aspirational. And so like who we want to be, you know, that tells us the beauty of who we are and not the pain of who we are, you know, and it gives us something to live into. And also we can still see when we're off track from that, right? Like who doesn't know when they're off track from the highest expression of who they can be. We all feel that we know. So having that template to come back to that says, actually, this is who you are. You're not all of these conditioned aspects over here. You are this gorgeous story of a human who chose to come to the planet at this time to do this amazing thing with the gifts that only you possess. You know, like that's what quantum human design does. I love that. And I love, thank you for that explanation. That's really thorough. And I love how Karen talks about that, like that you are this unique cosmic event. Um, And yeah, I want to say something that I I hear people say, and, you know, we all have our own story with, um, you know, the tools that we use along the path for our own awakening. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was in 2018, 2019, you came to me and you were like, okay, sister, I I think I want to help you because I think you're operating out of your human design. And, And if I tell you about your human design, then you can, you know, more wisely use your energy. And that was incredibly helpful um, to understand. And then I I wasn't um, drawn to the system at that point in time, I think because like life was complex in general. That's why I was, you know, out of alignment in, in the first place. And um, yeah, it was just like, I I can't learn all this right now. And I felt like I had to learn all of it, right? Because that's how I tend to 
or tended to go after things. And then last year I looked at Gene Keys and did one of Richard Rudd's um, courses with him. And and then recently I got way back into human design and it's, it was so intuitive what led me to human design this time. It was exactly what I needed. I mean, my soul was like ready for the information that I needed to discover through human design. And so, you know, someone recently said to me, well, I thought that the gene keys was like the more advanced version of human design. And you're smiling for those of you that are not watching the video. <laughs> Becky's like, oh, that's not um, But I just want to say like, this is not my experience at all. It's not that one is better than the other. It's like different directions. Okay. Um, and there's so much to, to behold in human design, but I think especially Karen's quantum human design, which, you know, for the reasons that you've just spoken to. Yeah. Well, and what's cool is, and I just, I love Richard Rudd, his energy. Yes. He's a gorgeous human and Gene Keys is his body of mastery, right? He also studied traditional human design. He, He and Karen are kind of among this kind of core group of people who were there for the, at the beginnings and really immersed in traditional human design and each have kind of broken off and, and created their own evolution of the system. So, and what I love about Gene Keys is in its own way, you know, it talks about the shadow expression of each energy, the city or the highest exalted expression. And then I think there's one in the middle, um, mm-hmm. the gift, the gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and it's in a similar way, right? It talks to you about the low expression, the high expression, how you can work with it. And he has created these own, like a lot of different pathways that you can yeah. use to understand your chart in a very different way. So he, I mean, he really created his own field of mastery around it. Yeah. So as Karen, Kim Gould um, is another uh, person out of Australia who she integrates like asteroids and feminine archetypes in with mm. the chart. Fascinating. So there are a number of different people who've kind of gone on to evolve the system forward, which life is evolution, right? And actually Mm -hmm. the chart is essentially a roadmap for that evolution, both personally and collectively. So it makes sense that over time that the system would evolve and it evolved even through Ra when he downloaded it. Um, But yeah, and I think think one of the important things for people to remember about the system in general is these are archetypal themes that you're looking at about your soul and what the themes that you came to play out in this life. Um, and I think a lot of times people are looking for like, I want you to tell me what's going to happen. Like yeah, it's not that give me the prediction and the exact, like, okay, next Tuesday is it going to be this? And if you make this decision, it will lead over there. And just like, give me the answers. Right. Yeah. But, and I think you've kind of discovered this and everyone who works with human design discovers this because the more time that we allow ourselves to sit with and digest and chew on and see different parts, we start seeing different things. We start integrating different understandings about our chart and our design over time because we're constantly growing, evolving, having different experiences, trying things. This didn't work out. Oh, right. I forgot. I have this in my chart. Now I understand how that applies, right? We're constantly deepening our understanding of how to work with, live it, and apply it. And so it's not a predictive tool, right? right? However, it can give you a roadmap of themes that you can look at like, oh, am I feeling such and such a way? Like, am I constantly in my head, always trying to figure out the next right step? Am I trying to initiate and make things happen when I don't have the energy and that's not in alignment with my design and how I'm designed to function? Okay. I need to pause. I need to surrender. 
I need to put my questions out to the universe, wait for something to come back to me to respond to in the form of a stimulus or an invitation or however is aligned with your type or whatever. You know, human design can give you a very unique set of practical tools to use to align with your energies and to be able to be aware of how you're playing with the themes that are yours to work with in this life and to bring your gifts forward. Um, But it's very much thematic and every person and every soul made a different choice and has a different reason for why they came here. And this is just, this is your playing field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think that at certain points on our journey, maybe when the pain is bigger, you know, we like, we want to know exactly what we have to do to feel better. And, um, you know, my, well, my, let's talk about incarnation cross in a minute, but it's like my life's purpose in human or in gene keys. And it's my, um, what conscious son, is that what you say is grace, right? Like, so grace is what I'm living, learning in this lifetime. And so, you know, in 2018, I would have tried to learn the entire chart and perfect my life right? According to what it said I came for, because, because honestly, the pain was so much higher then, and, and like you want solutions. And if you can give yourself grace to intuitively use it, learn it over time and, um, like partner with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. There's very Mm -hmm. much, I do feel that way. And if you think about it, these are, these are energetics. I mean, it integrates human design integrates, you know, five different esoteric systems, right? So you've got the Hindu chakra system. You've got the uh, Chinese I Ching, the Judaic Kabbalah, quantum physics, and then astrology. Well, ancient civilizations throughout time have had relationships with the celestial bodies, you know, with their movements, with the energies that they, that are influencing our experience here on earth. Right. And so Yes, we have our natal charts. We also have the transits. The planets are moving all the time, right? If you are an astrologically minded person, you're probably following the energies that are shifting and moving and how that. So there's a constant, we're in flow. If we allow ourselves to be in flow, there's like a grace in the flow of it, you know, and there's so many aspects to that as well. Um, And I think that, as you said, you know, you started with Gene Keys and then came to Quantum Human Design. And I know so many people who are, each of these different ways of teaching and looking at the system brings a different perspective and a different gift and a different viewpoint to the energies of the chart. And I always encourage people, I'm like, study any and all of it because you're yes. going to get a different piece from it's, it's like, just like you, you know, are bringing a unique, like Karen says, you're a once in a lifetime cosmic event. Like no one else is going to be able to bring the exact gift that you can bring people who learn from you are going to get something very unique compared to people who might be your peers, you know, in a talking about similar things in your field, but you carry a unique gift that you're bringing. Same with every person who talks about the system, they're going to bring you another piece of that puzzle. And it's just about which of the pieces feel right for you to help you live most authentically and integrated within yourself. Yeah. I actually, so I want to talk about purpose, but I'm going to surprise you right now. Oh, all right. I, <laughs> three second warning. Um, so I want to, I think I want to ask you about your purpose. So we we're, were talking about incarnation cross and, and purpose of the chart. And so, you know, here you are um, lit up about these things. And so maybe you can share with us what, 
you know, some information about purpose. And if it wants to be, you could share, share it personally. Sure. So, um, I actually think that incarnation crosses are one of the best ways to illustrate to people that kind of thematic way of looking at a chart. Like it's not like these tangible step one, step two, step three, as much yeah. as it is a life theme for you. And will you say like what it even is the incarnation? Yes. Cross too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I think I've, I, I, I think the analogy I used with you earlier works well for people. So if you, if you okay. look at your chart, like a story, right. The way that we describe it is your type is like the role you're here to play. So Sarah, you're a projector. Your role is to guide and manage and to provide guidance to others along their path, right? I'm a generator type. So my role is to be like a builder of the world to actually take inspiration and bring it into manifest form using like life force doing energy, right? So that's our roles. Your profile is like your character. So it gives you insight into your learning style, what you need to feel supported, what makes you feel safe, your style of making change. It's these qualities and characteristics built into the hexagram of the I Ching that um, can help to guide you in the best way to live out your unique journey. And then the incarnation cross, which is comprised of the gates that make up your sun and earth in your chart, um, which are the energies that ground you, that help you to feel grounded and safe in order to live out and shine out in whatever the gift is you're here to bring, um, is like the plot of the story. Where does the story go? It's like a high level indicator of purpose. Now, what's interesting about incarnation crosses is people will have planetary placement. The planets will transit through the sun and earth for like two to three days at a time in the same window. So like if you have a bunch of people who are all born within a couple days of each other, that can be a lot of people, they'll all have the same incarnation cross. Well, does that mean they have the same exact purpose on the planet? No, they're each their own unique soul. They each came to do their own unique thing. And so the way that they're going to live out the themes of that cross, of that purpose, are going to be unique to them. And I always remind people of this too, because sometimes you'll get people who are like, because you know they say the chart is like as unique as a thumbprint, like it's unique to you and your energy, right? And then sometimes people will have twins and maybe they're born like minutes apart. Okay, well, they have the same chart, right? They literally, a lot of times, will have the mm-hmm. same chart. Now, if we could like track birth time by an atomic clock, like down to the second, you might actually see some nuance, but we don't track it like that. But anyway, I've had people come to me very angrily, like, you're telling me my children are the same. They're not the same person. Like they have the same chart. I don't understand mm-hmm. this. And I always have to remind them, like, they may be working with the same themes in this life. How they choose to live them out is going to be very unique to them. They're two different people, mm-hmm. right? But they will have some synchronicity and some alignment between the two of them in terms of what is their mission and what did they come here for? They ca- chose to come in together. Right. Right. So, yeah. so um, okay. For example, um, my incarnation cross is the right angle cross of the four ways. This cross is all about learning and synthesizing the blessings that have come from the lessons of the past through challenge, if you will, um, and translating those into blessings that can then help others uh, and yourself not settle for less than you deserve, essentially. Mm. So I share this incarnation cross with Lizzo, actually, which I think is super fun. Mm. And if you look at the way I'm doing it, um, I'm using this kind of I'm a storyteller by design. Like it's in my cross, it's in my chart in a bunch of places. I am using my uh, theme of telling stories and using language to help guide people 
and learn the lessons from their experiences into living out the life they deserve through quantum alignment system, through the chart. I love telling, helping people understand the story of their design and, and see the highest expression of who they can be. That's how I'm working mm. with it right now. Mm-hmm. Lizzo does it through music. Mm-hmm. She has some of the most empowering. She has taken all the challenges that she has lived through in her life, the blessings of living into, and and like I've looked at her chart, like she's got self-love, empowerment, like all kinds of stuff all over. Like, look at her music. It's all about empowering us to love ourselves exactly as we are, transforming what society who society believes deserves to love themselves. Yeah. We all deserve to love ourselves. Right. Right. We're all beautiful. So she does it through empowering music, right? So that's her. Another example I like to give um, three people who have the same incarnation cross. This is fun. Mr. Rogers, uh, Glennon Doyle. If you know Glennon Doyle, she's a writer and an activist. She wrote the book Untamed and she has a nonprofit called Together Rising. And then Elizabeth Warren, the politician. So the senator from Massachusetts. So all three of them have the same incarnation cross, which is called the right angle cross of the vessel of love. And it's all about using compassion and love and empowerment to essentially lift people up and help us live into our fullest potential of making sure all people are well and cared for, essentially. So look at the different ways they did this. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers did it through his children's show mm-hmm. by empowering and reconnecting children to their love, teaching them to be compassionate towards one another, empowering them, uplifting from our youth, right? He did it through that. Glennon Doyle has done it through her writing and her activism. Her book Untamed is basically a roadmap for the themes of her incarnation cross. Uh And Elizabeth Warren has done it through politics. When she was running for president, she used to give pinky promises to girls along the campaign trail, telling them they can do anything they want. Just look at me as the model. Like, if you want to be whatever you can be, do it. Go for it. Be it. Yeah. No working for the good of all. So do they all have the same purpose? They're all living out the same theme, but they are doing it in the way that's unique to them. Yeah. So I like to use these as an illustration yeah. of like, it's not going to tell you how to do it, but you will likely fall into or, or be most fulfilled and on purpose when you're living into the themes of your cross. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that we started by saying, Hey, go listen to episode two where Betsy tells her story <laughs> um, because it's so motivating. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I want to stick with that for a minute. This, um, wanting to see people express themselves in the highest possibility. And, you know, Karen talks about this in terms of vitality, low vitality and high vitality. And um, that word has really been resonating with me since I've been back in um, my human design uh, phase of the last few months. Vitality is a big theme for projectors, really anyone with an open sacrosh. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so just, you know, there are a lot of people that are not living like into their, their highest expression and their vitality. And I know I'll share personally, like it sucks when you know that you have a highest expression that like you, you can't access or you feel you can't access, or you're like, what the F am I missing? You know, and, and how can I access it? So, um, yeah, let's just, let's talk about that possibility. Cause I know that your heart is just so, uh, just so there for that. Like, I want to see people in their highest expression. Yeah. So this is, I think this is such a big, I think since the pandemic, 
there's mm. been such a rampant, you know, um, instance of burnout. So many people are burned out <laughs> off of, yeah. you know, coinciding traumatic events and, you know, societal upheaval, global upheaval. We're in this, you know, collective transformation cycle um, in kind of like a tearing down, building back up. I think we're still kind of in the tearing down part of that <laughs> cycle. But um, yeah, like, yeah, we're still, you know, the the notion that things are just going to like feel better any day now is like, mm, no, we're yeah. still going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a marathon, not a sprint. And truthfully, our society, the way it's been set up is not built in a regenerative manner. <laughs> like it doesn't honor what you, I think I, you're the one that talks about regenerative energetics. Oh, my soul has been questing for these answers, which I find is all over my human design. Don't worry, everyone. I will be bringing you more and more information (laughs) per my life's purpose. That's right. You're living into the themes. I like it. Yeah. Um, So, okay. We've talked about quantum human design. You mentioned I'm the executive director of the quantum alignment system. So the quantum alignment system evolved out of... uh, the quantum human design system. And essentially, um, as part of Karen's, you know, evolution of the system in her body of mastery, what she essentially came to at a certain point realized, discovered is if you take all the archetypes in the chart, just the whole chart, (laughs) and you like blended it up and you distilled those archetypes down, what they essentially distilled down to are these nine core keys to resilience. And what these essentially are, are nine core human needs that we all have, that if they're not met, if those needs are not met, can become core wounding, which of course also makes them the keys to our restoration and healing and reclamation of our highest selves. Because when we're in alignment in these nine key areas, these nine key archetypes, then we are living into the highest expression of our design almost automatically. So those nine keys are, oh gosh, I always end up missing one. So I really hope I get all You can just give us some examples. So for example, (laughs) authenticity, are you able to feel like you can be authentically who you are out in the world and be loved and accepted for that? Lovability. Do you feel like you deserve to, do you feel lovable? Do you feel like you can be loved for who you are? Do you feel capable of both giving and receiving love? Self-worth, big kahuna, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know your value? Do you know you are a precious part who is irreplaceable on this planet? Do you, do you know you're worthy? Do you know you deserve rest? Do you know you deserve the good things? Or do you constantly feel like you need to prove yourself, prove your worth, prove your value? Um, self-trust. Do you trust yourself? Do you know how to make good decisions for yourself? Decisiveness. Um, empowerment. Do you feel aligned with your innate, authentic power? Do you feel able to stand in your truth, stand in your values? Do you feel in control and in charge of your life? Or do you feel powerless? Have you given your power away? I know you talk about that a lot. And where do we seek or give our power away? Um, Emotional wisdom. Are we uh, aligned with the highest creative frequency? Are we creating deliberately? Or are we being influenced constantly by the emotions and energetics that are all around us? Lord knows, I think we all can work on some emotional wisdom. (laughs) In these times, in the world, I will today. say, I will yeah. raise two hands. I am yeah. frequently influenced by the energies around me. I'm not, you know, I don't have yeah. this one down. Um, courage. Oh, I think that's why I was like, Betsy's so wanting to help everything. 
<laughs> I know my heart, like breaks, my heart yeah. breaks multiple times on the daily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> courage. Do you have the courage to step forth, you know, or do you, and, and in alignment with who you are and what you're called to do, or do you allow fear to stop you and hold you back? Yeah. And then of course, vitality. Do you have the energetic life force energy? Are you resourced enough to show up for your life? And we often say that vitality is kind of the foundation uh, because if you're out of alignment in vitality, it's really hard to be in alignment in any of the others. Yeah. Because or like all of the others are needed for your vitality. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you're so burnt out that you're like, I just cannot, I don't have it to show up for my life. You know, you're not going to have the energy to be aligned in yeah. at all. Right. Like, right, right. So a lot of times if the vitality piece is out, that's the one that we have to kind of start with of like, okay, we need to get you back like into your yeah. vital life force energy, re-energized, regenerated, restored. And then we can kind of tackle the other things that are going on here, but you won't have the energy to do any of the other things until you've got the vitality piece in place. Yeah. Right. Um, so huge. I think this is, this is just a, such a big topic. I feel like I'm trying to keep the podcast together and not have it go two hours long. You know, like I think it could, <laughs> if we go into each one of these, but I was like, Oh, that's so we don't important. I know um, each of them honestly is like a world unto themselves. Um, yeah. 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 And I just really appreciate the, the topic of vitality and the topic of um, trauma, which let's get into in just a moment mm-hmm. and resiliency as presented through this quantum human design system, because, and I'll just share, you know, honestly, um, perhaps authentically, right. Mm-hmm. Which I, never seemed to really have a problem with. And then like, when I start looking at these resiliency keys, I just want to name that, you know, it's like, we're all working on them. I'm really tired right now of like any kind of bullshit, you know, um, persona of like, I have it all together. I'm I'm just like, so tired of that right now. And so I'm like, let me be authentic and tell (laughs) y'all. I'll tell you the real, real. Yeah, like let's just be real because you know why in the world would we think like as a human, uh, as a soul inside of a human that we you know wouldn't be continually evolving? And so, um, you know, recently I was looking at human design, and my intuition, like I said, really took me to the chart because there was something about it that I was just missing. Like there, there was a lack of vitality and I couldn't, I couldn't really figure out why, because with Heartland, Mm -hmm. with all of the focus on regenerative energetics, I, I had been goodness, like writing about this, teaching about this, living this for like a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's, um, well, I'm not a generator, but my unique, you know, overlay is the feminine masculine. Yeah. And so it was through a recent, like how life gives you opportunities, a recent um, brief, but, you know, beautiful relationship, I'll call it, or, or like at the beginning of a relationship. And as that, as I was, I'll say healing, going through Heartland, um, honing my vitality, honing my self-worth. I didn't, I wasn't using these words, but that's what was happening. And then it was like, the relationship couldn't continue. Like it wasn't serving my 
vitality. My nervous system was like all out of whack in the interactions. And I was like, I I can't keep doing this like this and being vital. And so that took me into this discovery of um, like gate 26, which is like all about resources and Heartland is all about resources. And then took me to an incredible epiphany about self-worth. Like, and I can feel the energetics rearranging in my Mm -hmm. vitality, you know, in the last, especially week, but like two weeks, just um, like bringing a a part of this home. Yesterday I slept in, I took a nap, you know, I was like, oh, these are signs that I am prioritizing vitality right now because my body is resetting now that this energetic piece has kind of like come home. And that gate for me, by the way, is my, um, what unconscious son. So it's like a huge Very theme in my life. Energy. It's part of what yeah. you're here to do. You're part here, here yeah. partly here to bring yourself and others who you guide and manage into integrity. Yeah. And so yeah. women, like how do we, you know, not manage our resources, but how are we vital coming out of patriarchy in relationship to the masculine Whew. story of my life right there, like story of my life. And, um, yeah, just, I'm, I'm super stoked about the keys. And I guess yeah. that was my little like self-worth reclamation story of, of the present moment. Yeah. Well, and the truth is if we're not living in alignment with our authentic selves, with our authentic energy, if we're out of integrity in any of these core areas, it takes a lot of energy. Yes to maintain a life that is out of alignment with ourselves to hold up that mask. Yeah. um, To, you know, go about it. It's just, you're burning and leaking and using a ton of energy to maintain a facade. Yeah. The muscle through Mm -hmm. when it's not in alignment, you're not in the flow and in alignment with who you are. And so over time, and I think it's why a lot of times these resiliency keys are so foundational because if you're not in alignment with them, with the truth of who you are and all these aspects, at a certain point, you're probably gonna just crash and burn because you're you you've used so much energy. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's right. exhausting. Right. You no, know? and that's where trauma comes in. And and I'm going to try to paraphrase Karen. I can't quote hardly ever open Ajna and all. Um, but so I was I was taking I took a course really that was on Gate 26 that just happened to come up right as I was looking into this. And um, so Karen Curry Parker redefines trauma as, and this is what I'm kind of loosely quoting, anything, any event in your life or anything in your life that where where you felt unloved and un like undervalued. Is that accurate? Yeah. Basically any event that takes you away from the core truth of who you are. Yes. Where you were conditioned away or taught that you needed to be something other than who you are in order to be loved, in order to be accepted, in order to be valued. Yes. I love that reframe. I'm like a long-term, you know, I, I, I know about trauma. I'm a trauma-informed coach, like super, you know, all about resiliency. I love that reframe. And then I also really love how this system, um, again, I'm going to paraphrase, but it was like, when you're acting through that trauma, 
is when you are wasting your resources, wasting your energy, and that's what's going to lead to burnout. Mm-hmm. I loved that, you know, that like, it was like looking at it through the, the back um, curtain or something. Um, so I, I love it. So that's what, that's that point. Well, and <laughs> the truth is, so, um, and this is good because you're bringing it back around because I realized I didn't finish where I was going with the other thing, but what the quantum alignment system essentially does is it integrates the quantum human design chart and the energies that live there in, and the resiliency keys that live there with EFT tapping yeah, and subtle body therapies like quantum essences and essential oils and coaching, because I can't tell you how many times, pretty much every time I do a reading and, you know, we're talking about somebody's chart and then they, you know, we're in conversation talking about their life and how they've always felt aligned or misaligned in this area or that area. And what about this in their life? And in my ear, I'm hearing, oh gosh, you know, this is related to their self-worth. This is related to their, you know, feeling like they can be who they are. This is related to fear or courage. This is related to, you know, whether or not they trust themselves or feel like they know how to decide in a good way what to do. You know, like I'm hearing all the resiliency keys and, you know, you can talk about this stuff all day. You know, there's a place for talk therapy. I know a lot of people who have really, really benefited from it. So I'm not knocking that in any way. But, and also, um, I'm actually, um, finishing up my clinical EFT certification this month, um, which I've been working on for far longer. (laughs) But what's so incredible about tapping and really, I know you've done EMDR and, you know, really any form of energy psychology is it allows us to get in and access these internalized patterns, beliefs, traumatic experiences, whatever it is that got in to our biological, somatic, neurobiological programming and is literally stuck there. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it allows us to shift that. It allows us, we can reprogram our epigenetics. I mean, some of the stuff we're living out y'all I know. is not ours. It's from oh, it's generations yeah. past. Mm-hmm. They're actually saying that the coding on our epigenetics can be passed down 14 generations or more. I mean, if you look back that many generations, I don't know if there's a single person on the planet whose ancestors back 14 generations somewhere in there didn't live through some really unspeakable kind of trauma. Right. Um, And we're walking around carrying all of this and living through the trauma lens of those things without even realizing that's what we're doing. And so by bringing in the tapping piece, what I'm so grateful that I get to do with my clients is really kind of distill it down to the root of like, okay, where did this come from? You know, and let's shift it. Let's reprogram these energetics within your being so that you have the space to create something new and different. So it has the capacity to really heal and work through some of those traumas so that we can create a different lens by which to, to live through, you know? Yeah. Because it can feel like such a loop. And when there are such huge themes that we came to live out and to, you know, like figure out, it's not really going to be easy. And there's going to be like very, very deep uh, programming or, you know, life events that we need to revisit, you know, over and over again. And this can reroute the neural pathways. Like it, it can speed up the healing. I've experienced that. You've experienced that. I want to plant a seed that when we um, close, Betsy's going to give a code 
for um, a discount off of private sessions with her, the tapping sessions with her, reading sessions with her. And Betsy's going to come to the Sacred Remembering Group and do a resiliency and tapping event there too. So I want to plant those seeds and then, um, yeah, just begin to begin to finish up here. And um, I guess, is there anything that wants to be said, Betsy, specifically about resiliency and the tapping and, and like why you're such a believer in that? I mean, you were just saying that, but there's something more there. I feel like I kind of interrupted that and want to get no, back to it. No, I, um, I honestly, I've just witnessed this system make such a profound change in people's lives, um, which is why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. And really in, in the work and the sessions I do, I, I shouldn't be, I don't know if this happens to you in your sessions with people. I feel like I shouldn't be surprised anymore when we get like down into such deep layers of stuff, but I always still am. I'm like, God, wow, we got into some like yeah big stuff there, you know, and yeah, right, and the places where things can get lodged in our consciousness, and I think I think um, because I know that in the other episode where you were talking with Miranda about um, human design and kind of that intro episode too, she I know she mentioned conditioning briefly, and I wanted to say in the quantum alignment system we look at conditioning a little bit differently than. Um, maybe the traditional uh, field of human design does because in human design, what they say is conditioning comes through where our openness. So anywhere that's white in your human design chart Mm. is a place where you're living out those energetics in relationship through others. So you'll feel that energy the way other people do. If you get around someone else who has that energy defined in their chart. And if we take that on and we're like, Oh, this is mine. And this is how I function with my energy. And we think it's who we are. Then we can be conditioned by their energy patterns. Um, And that is one form of conditioning. Other forms include, um, you know, uh, well, epigenetic and genetic influences. Like I said, things can be passed down from generations past. We are, we can be conditioned by um, generational patterns. So we actually inherit our human design from our grandparents. Um, So So it kind of generation. Yeah. So if you were, and it's not like direct, like, oh my God, me and my grandmother have the exact same chart. It's not like that. But if you go back and if you were able to run your grandparents' charts, you would see themes from each of their design that is then passed down to you. And so uh, it's interesting because then you have these kind of repeating loops, like, you know, uh, for example, like, let's say your mom was raised in a household with like, you know, very hippie parents who were very like loosey goosey and there were no rules and they always were just like craving structure and like limits and whatever. And so then when they became a parent, they had this very structured home, but then they have a child who's very similarly to their grandparents, like a very, like, I want to be free, you know? And then now all of a sudden in their home and the form of their child, they're experiencing the same energetic that they did when they were growing up and they have to deal with that. Of like, okay, now how do I deal with it as the parents and not the child? So there's these cyclical patterns that give us the opportunity always to revisit and find the highest expression of those, right? But we can be conditioned by those generational energy patterns. Uh, mm. We can be conditioned by literally the influence of, of like our lived experience, right? And I don't think people give enough credence to that, especially in spiritual circles. They're like, you know, sometimes I think we can spiritually bypass how our actual lived experience might impact, you know, and the conditioning field that we grew up in, whether it's from culture, society, our family of origin, 
how our maybe unique culture within the society we were raised in, was it accepted or not accepted? Were we marginalized or not? You know, are we living within systems of oppression, et cetera? Like all of that can very much influence how, whether or not we feel aligned with ourselves or not, whether or not we feel like it's safe or we're able to show up as who we are or not, et cetera. Right. And then finally, this is gets down a rabbit hole, but the design crystal, which is essentially the energetic blueprint that, um, kind of is implanted into our being when we're born. And that's a whole other kind of, that's a, we could get into a fun conversation about energetics. (laughs) Essentially the way that it's told in human design is that at the time of our conception, believe it or not, our father's energy calls forth from the earth, a design crystal, which essentially carries the blueprint of kind of the soul path that we're meant to live out in this life. And that uh, at the time of our birth, that it takes residence in the Ajna center, which is how we kind of translate infinite quantum potential into the physical form. And then it's paired and bundled with a magnetic monopole, which takes up residence in our heart, which is meant to, it only attracts. So it attracts into our life what we need in order to live out that story. Now we could be attracting the higher expression of that story or the lower expression of that story. So then obviously the goal is we calibrate our frequency in order to attract the higher expression, but we can be influenced because what they say, and I feel like your audience will actually appreciate this on this particular podcast is that crystal carries with it the memory of other bodies and other lives it's walked in before. So like if you have past life experiences or whatever, if you're having a memory, but you didn't actually like live that memory in this particular life, it could be something that that crystal has lived through in a past life. And so if we collectively can do the work to clear those crystals and clear out any trauma or any energies that came bundled with that crystal when it came into us, we can send it back to the earth cleaner and clearer when we pass on for then the next life that it's meant to to walk in. So this is, I love this. This is so fascinating. And I feel like I just had a projector moment and you can okay. reel me back in if, okay. But I was like listening to you speak about the father, you know, being responsible for um, bringing this crystal in. And I'm thinking, oh, brother, you called me in like for all the challenges we've had in this life, we were totally meant to, you know, to have this path. And then you said, like, we can be looking at the, you know, the shadow expression or the highest expression of that. And I'm like, that has so much to do with lower masculine or what I would call higher masculine, Um, potentially. Like if you're carrying, for me, clearing the lower masculine trauma from that um, inheritance has been almost... I mean, like primary themes, primary themes of my life. So I'm like, oh, he gave me (laughs) almost like a lower masculine, you know, uh, what did it crystal? Mm -hmm. Um, Or like that was how I oriented toward life Mm. for so long. And then that is how I clear, you know, because when I orient toward masculine in a lower, let's say vibration or or seeing a lower expression of the masculine or like the trauma that I've experienced through the masculine, that is where my suffering in life happens. Mm. So anyway, I just took that, like father gives you this and um, well, his energy is what calls it up. Mm-hmm. And I, I always wondered if, 
Um, and people have so many people, everyone is like, oh my God, wait, but what do you mean about this? And like there people have so many questions about it. And I'm like, I don't know why it's the father. I don't like, I, I just know that this is what <laughs> is told. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think it's interesting because at the moment that a sperm fertilizes an egg, there's actually a burst of light that happens. A photon storm is released at the moment of fertilization, and I always wondered if it was that light frequency that is emitted at the time that the sperm fertilizes the egg that calls forth the crystal at that time. And it doesn't, it doesn't actually implant into the, or merge with the body rather until later. Um, but yeah, and I, listen, I don't know if there's like a selection process or like, how, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but um. We're just yeah, living the mystery right here. We're like, I know it is. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's mm. the more I would say it's the more mysterious, unexplainable quantum like aspect a bit of the human design uh, mythology or whatever it is. But you know, we can be also conditioned by that crystal. And so, like I said, with tapping, energy psychology, anything like that, we have the ability to clear and reprogram and release these forms of conditioning. And I think that, you know, to your question about, you know, these resiliency keys and living authentically to ourselves, the way that we tend to get away from that authentic truth of who we are is through some form of conditioning. We're conditioned away from it. We somehow absorb into ourselves, whether through experience, through the generational, through epigenetic, through the design crystal, or through our openness, that we are supposed to be some other way than how we were born to be. Yeah. And the more that we can clear any form of that conditioning that comes in to get back to that core truth and that center of who we were born to be the a, the more our life flows. I mean, I'll never forget the people who've called me and been like, Oh my God, these things just happened. Betsy, after I started learning about this stuff, like this feels too good to be true or this feels too easy. I'm like, that's how it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to um, be. Yeah. When you're in the flow, I also want to remind people because you were saying, you know, about being authentic and being truthful, like, there's never this destination point where like now you've done the work and you've arrived and now you are in alignment and all nine resiliency keys forever and ever. Amen. Right? Like there's yeah. no, like we are always cycling through based on whatever it is we're experiencing and how we are evolving at any given point in time. You might rank a 10, like super high on these resiliency keys now. And in like a year or two be super low and need to really work on that one. Right? Like yeah. we're always in kind of a flowing relationship with all of them and with ourselves and it's part of the beauty of the evolution of our, our life path, right? Because from the time we're 30 years old, at 30 years old, we hit our first maturation point in the chart when we go through our first Saturn return, right? And then pretty much every decade after that, we go through some kind of a maturation cycle, right? 30 is Saturn return, 40 is Uranus opposition, 50 is Chiron return, 60 is second Saturn return. You get a little break at, at 70 and then 80 is Uranus return, right? So all of these are points along our life path when the celestial bodies and the energetics that are influencing us here in this incarnation are like, okay, how much more yourself can you be? How much more on path are you? What's not aligned here? Let's get it out the way, you know? And they can feel like these intense times where sometimes things fall apart or things fall away or people fall away or misaligned relations. It's like, but it's about the planets calling you up and calling you mm -hmm. in, right? So Sarah, you're in a cycle, a life cycle right now, a big life cycle of stepping more into your purpose, right? And so 
a lot of times through these life cycles, they highlight for us what maybe we thought was working well, but kind of wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's, we're always on this constant spiral path of growth and evolution to getting more and more ever closer to the truth of who we are and what we came to do with deeper and deeper wisdom at every point along the way. And I think sometimes people also are like, man, I thought I did this already, or I thought I learned this lesson or, you know, aren't I supposed like beating themselves up about it? It's like, you just get into the deeper layers. Now you get to live more and more fully into it. You you know, there's more richness here. Right. And one thing that I know if, if people have been listening, they probably heard me talk about, I talk about it all the time is like choosing the truth over the trauma. Mm. And so, you know, we're always going to be doing the work and how we see ourselves. Like I'm going to choose my sovereignty. I'm going to choose my authenticity. I'm going to choose my vitality versus a mindset of I'm still broken and I need to keep healing forever. That's right. right? So, mm -hmm. and I love that because in the tapping that we do as part of the quantum alignment system towards the end, usually always there's some epiphany about where something came from and how you were acting previously, possibly in alignment with conditioning or trauma that you now are like, actually, I want to go that way. And what we do at the end of every session is we call it a choice point. Oh, I love that. It's literally a choice point of, okay, in the past I was doing this. I now choose. Yeah. this other way uh-huh. um, and aligning to that other way of being and being open to the possibility that something different can exist and choosing yes. that for yourself. Yes. Um, and it's so powerful. I love that. The choice point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's begin to wrap it up there. And now yeah. everyone wants to come to um, see you for a reading and a session. So the combination, I can just imagine just how powerful the combination of human design chart reading, and then um, the resiliency through the yeah. energy work through the tapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, it really is more it's a that? potent way of clearing the conditioning. So as you're going through and looking at your chart and you're like, oh, wow, I can see my mom, you know, my mom love her, but she never lived into her power. And I was modeled a way of as a good woman or as a whomever to not be too powerful. And I've been playing small my whole life. Okay, great. Let's tap on that. Let's, that is not yours. That was an inheritance and you get to choose a different way of existing now. Right. So being able to see these things and shift them is incredible. That conditioning is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I know I'm having that about self-worth right now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, all the things that I was told. And then you begin to like decondition, Yes, which, you know, we think you like been doing it for a really long time, but I, I really love the pair no, no, <laughs> because it really helps you to see it differently. Like, because yeah. when you're not holding the energy patterning, then you're like, oh. And so I actually saw that how I was um, hurting my, like where I was making my life harder was mm-hmm. not allowing myself to be in my value. Right. It was like just holding myself back. Like just not even allowing it, you know? I don't love that. That's not mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like that's not mine. I am not like this smallness that somebody else conditioned me to be. And so like, that's where the suffering's coming from. (laughs) And the awareness is the first step. And then sometimes we have to acknowledge, like sometimes we can be aware of it 
but still find ourselves acting from it anyway. Oh, yeah. be like, oh my God, why is this? I can't, I can't break this pattern or, you know, quote unquote, whatever. And it's like, well, it's probably literally in your neuro yeah. neurological programming. Like let's yeah. reprogram that, you know, yeah. your body is trying to protect you, you know, and it's programmed this in. Yeah. You get to rewrite that now. Get to do it differently. And that's why I love the choice point too. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. So Betsy, thank you so much for being here and going to all of this. Pleasure. With us. And you are going to be in the Sacred Remembering membership on August 18th, everyone. There's going to be a live event around um, human design and resiliency with Betsy. We're going to tap with Betsy all together. And again, August 18th. So you can join the Sacred Remembering membership via my website. And then Betsy, let's direct them to your website and yes. tell them how to get the um, the generous offer that you are providing. Yeah. yeah. So um, my website is BetsyBatista.com. So you can go there to learn a little bit more about me or what I do. Um, there is like a book with me, kind of a link in the top corner of there. If you want to go that way, otherwise I will give Sarah a link to my online scheduler as well, as well as the coupon code, um, so that you can get 22% off. Um, and that will count towards any human design reading. If you're like, man, I really, these conversations have all been great, but like, what the heck does it have to do with me? Like, I want to understand my chart, you know, my chart. and it's, yeah it can be really invaluable to have someone just take a look at your personal chart and like walk you through those energetics. And what does that mean for you? And have a conversation around how you actually see these things kind of playing out in your life, et cetera. And if you were moved by the um, idea of the tapping as well, I I don't usually do this, but I have extended the 22% off also to um, if you want like an introductory quantum alignment session to be like, okay, what does this actually feel like to do the tapping and stuff like that? Um, You could do that as well. I will say, um, and Sarah, you can probably vouch for this also with the energy psychology work you've done. Typically one session is not going to like get you down to the root of whatever it is you're working on. Like I typically recommend at least three sessions for people. If you're like, you know what? I really want to work on some of this stuff and I know I have big things I need to clear. Um, I also do have like a 10 session resiliency package. Um, If you're like, you know what? I want to work through all these resiliency keys. Um, That package usually starts the first hour with a human design reading. So you can still get to know your chart. We'll talk through it. We'll see what core areas you have going there. And then in the subsequent nine weeks of the package, we would go through the resiliency keys and clear some of that conditioning, trauma, whatever it is that lives in those areas for you. So um, that's a larger uh, package there. Um, But if you're like, I just want to taste, I want to know what this feels like, you can. There is like a single quantum alignment session on there. Again, it it won't like get you through all the things, but it would at least give you a taste of what it would feel like if you wanted to dive into the bigger packages. Amazing. And so you're extending the 22% off to the single session, not the package. Right. Perfect. The packages the package are already, already a package. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's already a package. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And um, thank you for being here. This is a really important conversation. And I, I just, I love and appreciate the authentic conversations and this being such an authentic tool um, for people to, to use to navigate this um this incarnation, this, yes, that's <laughs> this right. soul in a body experience. Soul journey. Yes. Ways it leads. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I always love talking to you and it's a pleasure yeah. to connect with your audience again.
Yes, absolutely. Thank you for being here. And um, just so immensely grateful for you. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.